do 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 more white women nobody asked for you welcome to very real a podcast where two friends banter back and forth about life love anxiety and bath towels we are your hosts jenny bennett and regina very modesto uh so nice to see you guys um nice to see you too happy, happy monday mm-hmm. Should we should we recap should we recap our part one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah. Was- so I was thinking, you know, <laughs> for those who have listened to our part one, uh, we have our amazing friend Amandine here, who is born and raised in the French Alps. Mm-hmm. What ta- what town again? Where you from? Well, it's called Saint Pierre en Faucigny. Oh my god, that's so sexy when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Stop fetishizing or, her. Or in in English, Saint Pierre something. Yeah, Saint Pierre and and the last word you can't even say it in English. I don't even <laughs> say. It's like uh, Lacroix. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um. So we talked in the last episode. We talked about leaving home because all of us mm-hmm. have left home. Right. We're all in our. Well, soon to be 40s, but still in our 30s. dare you? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, And we all left home for, we've been away from home for many years, far from our families. And we all have very different perspectives. So, Mm -hmm. um, Amandine, you were, how old old again when you left France? Well, when I, when I was an exchange student, so when I first came to the U.S., I was 21. Um, and then when I moved here, I got married at 24. And then when I moved here, I was 25, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's been it's been it's been a minute since that you've yeah. been in the U.S. Yeah. And then, Gina, how old were how old were you when you moved from your home in Missouri? Uh, so I moved from Missouri 10 years ago this October. So um, 2020, I was, how old am I? I'm almost 40 now. So I was almost, I just turned 30 when I moved here. You had, oh, you were 30 when you moved to? Yeah. How oh, fucking dare you? I thought. Yes, I was old. Oh, wow. I am old. But to be fair, I had also gone away from home. I, so when I moved here from Missouri, my parents were already living in georgia so Mm. i had when i moved so i don't remember and if this is repeat cut it out but when i i had i had moved from kansas i my very first place i lived out after college was kansas city um i lived there for two years my while i was there my parents moved to atlanta for a job for them when i left kansas city i had the choice to go either to St. Louis, live with my grandmother there, or go to Atlanta. I knew I wouldn't get out of my parents' home if I didn't, if I went to my parents' home. So I decided not to go there. Went to St. Louis. I was there for five, almost six years. And then I moved out here. So I haven't lived in my parents' home since I was um, 18. There was a six month stint after I studied abroad in Australia yeah and you I was gonna say you you also went to Australia so you also kind of have that the culture shift as well I mean there's a culture shift from like the south to Pacific Northwest oh yeah but you also had a country <laughs> culture shift from 
the U.S. to Australia. Yeah, but I mean, my study abroad was just like a six month stint. Um, I was lucky yeah, enough to you. not fall in love with anyone, so I <laughs> boom avoided it. Ah, yeah, that's ah. very far. <laughs> <laughs> so then you went. So, but then you went. You went back to Missouri, and then finished my and degree, then came... and then I got it. Got the f out. So I haven't lived in my mother's home since I was eighteen, other than like a couple months, a couple weeks here and there between semesters. Um, and yeah, I haven't lived in the same state as my parents since 2005, 2008, 2008. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I haven't lived in my parents' home for same thing. Like I left once I was in college, you know, except for, you know, summer weekends and stuff like that. But, um, I had my own place, um. Paid for by my dad, but still jealous, <laughs> jealous. Uh, well, when your college is free, then your parents can afford to like you know, you know damn. get out, get out of here with your free college <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> as as Jenny what's writes it, a check it? for a mortgage worth of student loan debt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, or that's a that's a whole nother podcast, but um. Yeah. So then I, I similar to, well, similar to you guys, like left a home when I was 17, cause I was young. I graduated from high school at 17. I left, I went as far away from home as I could in the same state, California, which was mm, eight, eight, nine hours away. So mm-hmm. from Northern California to Southern California, I was in Southern California for six to seven years. And then I moved up to Seattle when I was 20. Three, twenty. Oh, I didn't realize you've been in Seattle that long. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, I moved to Seattle when I was tw- I don't even know what two thousand and seven. So I would have been twenty-three. Yeah, and so I have been in Seattle for fifteen years, mm. going on sixteen years. And what's funny so is you may- still don't I've talk been- like someone who's who's from. Say you're still like. You still talk about Seattle as if you just moved there, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy now that I'm like approaching um the amount of time I've lived in Seattle as almost the amount of time I've lived in California. <laughs> and it it's weird because I still don't feel like I belong in Seattle. Mm. But is that I, a weather issue? Is that a is that a weather issue? I think I think it's a weather and a per- personality issue mm-hmm. <laughs> like we we used to make this joke uh when we first moved to seattle that um when you have a party in california right you could invite five people to that party and 20 people would show up here in seattle you can invite 20 people to a party and only five people would show up <laughs> so that like, feels accurate that's true mm-hmm. yeah so it was really um it's always been really hard for me because I just, I went from being a, that would just like someone be like, Hey, come and hang out at my house. Or like, yeah. I'm going to come over and I'd be like, yeah, sweet. Come over to now. It's like, Hey, like, let's plan this time. And then they're like, cancel at you at the last minute. Don't you think that's age though? A hundred percent. I think that's age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it is age, but also, I, I mean, like we have new neighbors and they're from California. <laughs> and they just like 
sit and chat all the time. I mean, we haven't had them over yet because they also just, they just had a baby too. And then it's their first baby, but I get the feeling that they're not going to be that flaky. Yeah, and they have fantastic. people over. They have people over at their house all the time. I'm like, how, how, how do you get, how do you get people to come to your house? Who are your friends? <laughs> who are, your who friends? are these? Who are these? I want to be friends. Be their friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, it's kind of interesting to think about it. Like, I think that I have probably been the farthest away from my family for the longest period of time amongst mm-hmm. the three of us. But also, yeah. I have a very different relationship with my family. Which right. Is different but it's kind of interesting so when we when we left off you know we were talking mostly about like the kind of challenges we had the differences we had but something that we didn't get to touch on that we you know had talked a lot about is like what like how does it how does it feel to like be away from home like Mm. do you Amandine you said last time that you like don't you don't regret your decisions right like you are glad that you made the decisions that you did but I mean there's got to be some I mean I don't know there doesn't have to be anything but like guilt or feeling bad that you're like missing out on something I mean I don't have that I I still have a little bit of that guilt and like my I don't have a the best relationship with my family so yeah yeah uh yeah I mean the amount of guilt now it's better uh although now that I I have a one-year-old so now that since she's been born it's been stronger the guilt because Mm -hmm. on both sides like she doesn't have access to her grandparents you know to my parents and they don't have access to her uh but at the same time it's balanced by the fact that if I didn't live here she wouldn't exist so (laughs) (laughs) that's a very that's you very, know <laughs> a very practical way of looking at it yeah so um so so that's really tough but yeah I mean at the beginning and I think we touched on it last time is at the beginning uh when I first really decided to move here first of all when I got married I didn't really think through everything you know what I mean I was 22 23 whatever <laughs> no yeah, of course no, duh. um no. I mean but, at least you weren't 18 right yeah exactly but yeah, when I moved here, um, it was really tough because it really, the relationship I had with my mom was a very daily, day-to-day relationship. We don't have like deep conversations. We just talk about whatever shopping we did and whatever recipes we're making. So it's very like day-to-day. And so she thought we were really going to lose that. Um, so that was kind of tough. And then, um, you know, now like we have a WhatsApp chat. Now she has a cell phone. So like, we can have kind of those conversations. Um, I love that your mom just like recently got a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the 21st century. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's a, that's a whole nother special kind of. Yeah. Grandparent situation. But I I mean, and, and, you know, um, I think with technology it's just so much easier now but as my parents are aging, mm-hmm. I'm just really wondering how we're going to manage it because we're going to have to set, you know, a, a serious budget on traveling back and things like that. And I've had conversations with them of like, you know, medical decisions and stuff like that, that, you know, I'll be far, you know, my brother is, is, is close to them. Um, so he'll be the main, the main person, but 
Yeah. yeah uh, as an older sister, true. I'm going to just say like, no one wants the brother to be the one to make the decisions. And I, I, I'm, I just can't, I, I mean, sorry for all the brothers out there, but we all know the sisters are the ones <laughs> making the real decisions. I don't know. Uh, my yeah. brother is a my brother is a charge nurse at a hospital. I'm very confident in his ability to make <laughs> there you of go. Medical, right, but... <laughs> of all things medical related. <laughs> it has nothing to do with whether he's a yeah. charge nurse or not. It has everything to do with the fact that <laughs> brothers do one thing and sisters do another thing in the family. And never the two shall right. cross. Traditionally. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I and I think like, you know. Like my parents have this really traditional, close knit, you know, close by image of family. And when we had that conversation, uh, because here my 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 husband's family, everyone is kind of split out. So they all know, like, if there is a medical issue, we're going to be on the phone, we're going to take decisions on the phone, and then we'll travel and things like that, right? So it's kind of normal, yeah. like everyone here is kind of used to it. For my parents, they're like, oh, if one of us ends up at the hospital, we're going to be alone. Like, there's going to be no one here. I was like, well, I, you can call me, you know, and I, if it's really bad, I can come within like a day, I'll be there. I mean, you know, like, but they just don't have that, that thought even, you know, Um, like you don't have, I mean, they don't have like siblings or other like cousins or something. So my dad is the youngest. So his two siblings are quite a bit older. Um, so, you know, they're aging. Uh, and then my mom's sibling, uh, he's like 11 years younger than her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he can, you know, help and things like that. Right. But then they have a lot of family and stuff. So they, they have a huge network. Like they have a huge support system. But they're um, still going to be alone. It- yeah and that's the well and and that's the thing is well i think it's the idea of like the the kids take care of the parents like oh yeah my my, you know like literally my grandparents like my grandfather you know built a house with three floors for his three kids they lived on the bottom floor which belongs to my dad and then their my aunt lived on the middle floor and my uncle lives on the top floor so like my grandparents were like taken care of like physically at all times. So, yeah. you know, for my parents to not have me physically is like a huge difference, you know. That's a so. cultural thing though because Danny's family is like that. Danny's Yeah. Danny's grandparents have lived with his him and his mother and his parent his parents for 35 40 years. Um so yeah, that is, that is an yeah. American culture I would thing go- where Oh, I'd go fucking crazy if I ever had to be in any I mean, close I proximity to either of my parents for a long period of time. I also think that it's a it's a modern life type of thing because like uh my husband's grandparent like my husband's grandparents had their, you know, moms on both sides living with them during the end of their lives. So I think that, you know, it's also like the times have changed, you know. Um I just can't and, financially you know, do it. Like working, people are working later too, so like they don't retire as young. So you know, there's also a lot of a lot of things like that where you just can't afford to like take care of someone else because you're still working until you're you know seventy five or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 uh those conversations are tough and and it's it's tough for me because I see 
because my husband's family is all in the medical field, we have those conversations really openly because mm -hmm. it, it's just normal to have those conversations. Yeah. You know, it's normal to talk about end of life. It's normal to talk about if there is an emergency, et cetera. And, and my parents are prep, you know, are prepared and everything, but like, it's harder to have those conversations. It's not as normal to have those conversations. So when I brought it up, they were just like, well, you're far away. So we're just going to be alone. That's do they, I mean, do they expect you, I mean, do they feel alone because you're not there, even though everybody else um, in their family is around? I mean, I'm sure they kind of feel abandoned. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's super interesting. My, I can think I tell like, you? I think like, you know, I've always been the more responsible sibling. The you're more, the sister. You know, you're the sister. <laughs> Well, I'm the second one and I'm like I you know my yeah. brother is just a, you know a free spirit which is awesome um but I think that I think <laughs> I don't think Gina's shaking her head because we all have heard I stories mean, about your brother free spirit is code for he doesn't do shit to help that's what that's what free no, no, spirit he is does lots for. of things I mean, no, he, he does, does lots a of lot things. he he handles all the business side of things so you know he's the things he does are much different than the the skills he has are very different than the skills i have i mean he took over the family company you know he sold it like to help my parents you know with their retirement like he does a lot of things so um but uh but you know he's just less you know, settle down than I am. I'm just settled uh -huh. down very far away. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Can I tell a story about grandparents being far away? Please. Excellent. So I <laughs> needed a weekend. Like this weekend was just the weekend where I was just like, oh God, I wish my parents lived like less than an hour away because then I could just drop this kid off and be like, I'll see you at dinner. <laughs> we had a great weekend. My child is lovely. I love my child dearly, but you know what I needed? I needed like two hours. I needed two hours. To just, just, just reset. I needed his energy directed somewhere else. And oof, that's what I want. That you is what I miss. Over. You should, you should come over like another few times and then you can just drop him off with us. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's the goal. But when are we going to do that? Yeah. We're busy spending all this money on daycare. I want to make sure he goes. <laughs> it's it's goddamn weekend, true. You know, on the weekend, you know, you, you still need two hours on the weekend, you know, like. Yeah, but I need do, someone hey, who loves him. You can drop off your kid at my house for two hours, and then I drop off your, my kid at your house for two hours. Yeah, that's yes. what we need to set up for sure. We do. We need to set up <laughs> around. I think is that a round robin where you just. Every, everyone mm -hmm. needs we need one minivan not not everyone needs a minivan we need one minivan kitted out with all the car seats and we just bus style <laughs> drive it around and whoever's house it ends up at that's the house that we hang out that day that's responsible <laughs> so is that, this is this is your million dollar idea so that you can save all oh your my god uber for babies <laughs> yeah safe. no that's it desperately really needed uber yeah. for babies oh my uh, god so insurance alone would be astronomical but ooh, i'm gonna write this down yeah you could charge make a you notes. could charge daycare wages for uber <gasps> for babies uber for babies <laughs> is that is that just a bus 
Is that what, is that a bus? Did I just invent the city yeah. bus? And they don't, and to make it even <laughs> safer, they don't put seatbelts on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uber for big, cause you know so, what? Do you have any idea how many families would only have one car? Like we would only have one car if I could Uber my baby places. Sorry, yeah. I really went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, you did. So G- Gina, do you, yes. do you feel guilty about leaving home? No. Like, do you feel guilty about being like, peace out Missouri I'm done you ever feel guilty <laughs> as like as a feeling <laughs> I can like, experience yeah. it but not about this specific <laughs> issue Jesus. have you ever felt guilt in your entire life about oh any particular God. subject Gina you feel like such a strong woman I feel like you just live your life and you're like this is me and she's like no regrets <laughs> no oh my god okay Yolo. so another another fun story I'm gonna tell you guys I was at a I was at our friend Diana's house this weekend and she was having a little get together with some kids and she was having get together for a play date for her son but like all the parents had to be there because there's no uber for kids um (laughs) I'm just saying um so I'm talking to this mom and this mom is like a therapist right and she's like oh I'm a therapist I'm specialized in EMDR and I don't I'm not going to tell anyone what it is because just go Google it. It's fine. I was like, oh, that's super it's, interesting. It's, a, it's some weird ass therapy shit that works. Yeah, it's it's, it's intense, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to like explain what the words mean because I don't no. know what the whole. No. Anyway, so she's like, yeah, it's really intense. I was like, oh, that's super interesting. My therapist had talked about it. I was like, I'm really interested in trying it. And so she's like, I was like, and she was like explaining, she's like, you know, you have to really go deep. And you, even though, even though I, you know, you fight it, you got to let go and give in. I was like, Ooh, that'd be hard for me because I don't, I don't like to give in and I don't like to really show up. She's like, Oh, I can tell. I was like, ma'am, excuse me. Did you just say I, you can tell I shield myself from real emotions in the 38 seconds you have known me, ma'am. I am, I am upset by your accuracy so yes <laughs> i do feel guilt occasionally but not about this but only occasionally and the rest of the time you just shove it back down. Shove it. <laughs> uh, but no i um i don't feel guilt about the situation because my parents know that the life we are living is a life we could not live someplace else there um well, so you had said I mean, you had said last time that you haven't visited your family in, or you haven't visited your parents in 10 years. I have, (laughs) I have not. No, that's not true. I, my parents come to visit me, especially once I had a baby there. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not carting this baby around the world. You can come to me. I'm the one that has the thing you want. Come to me. Um, so (laughs) Saving me a I wish that worked in my family. I just really wish that worked in my family. It does not. Well, it's currently working. I don't know if it's going to work forever. But um, my parents, uh, my parents retired in Georgia. Then they came back to the home that they own that I grew up in for a good chunk of time. So the it's just really hard to get there. You know, like I. Not that, not that dry, flying to Missouri could be even compared to flying to like France, 
but like I mean you did compare it to flying it to France the last time we had this conversation you know what (laughs) I would rather fly to France than try and fly to Missouri because in order to fly to Missouri I have to take a flight from Portland to Dallas and then from Dallas or St. Louis and neither one I can get to Dallas nonstop I can't necessarily get to St. Louis nonstop then from St. Louis I've got like a two and a half hour drive or I can go to Dallas and then pay a boatload of money for like a puddle jumper to get to Missouri. And it's just, it is. And it's a lot of money. And you know what? At my house, my kids are already here and I can leave when my parents are here. Yeah. And you have a spare bedroom, right? Uh, that's a good point. I do have a spare bedroom. My kids' toys are all here. I don't have to. My house is mostly childproofed. I don't have to worry about him falling down. I, I grew up in a split level house. Okay, so there's okay. like stairs in the middle of the house for whatever reason. So though, but question, but question here. So Danny's family lives mm-hmm. in Florida mm-hmm. and right. you go to Florida a lot mm-hmm. to visit Not Danny's a, family. I, so I, COVID really like, like once, once yeah, a COVID year. put a, yeah, COVID put a dent in it, but Prior to that, we were going once a year for two reasons. One, it's Florida. Um, when you once you get what? to Orlando, you're only an hour from a very nice beach that is a very nice beach year round. So if I can, Gina, I just want to point out that every time you go to Florida, you bitch and moan about how hot and humid it is. It is so hot. It is so <laughs> so hot. Um, and my, the sun literally burns my skin. It hurts so bad. Um. But the other thing about going to Danny, Danny's grandparents are there and granny, Danny's grandparents, a fi- you know, a seven hour flight across the U.S. is no. pretty intense. However, yeah. those a-holes are going to the DR this week. Grandma and grandpa oh. are yeah. jumping on a plane and going to the DR for what I can only assume is the last time. Yeah, that's really mm. good, though. They may or may not come back. I don't know. Danny's preparing himself for that. That's really good. Yeah, they're super excited. Yeah. Well, and there's also the fact that, like, I feel like Danny's family, they're all very close as well, right? Mm-hmm. They all yeah. live so, really close, like his sister and all that, right? Yeah. If, when we go to Florida, we get to see everybody. We get to see, like, the 7,000 cousins. It's like, more people yeah. just keep coming in and, like, saying hi yeah. to me. I'm like, hey, cousin who's yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah, like, it's bananas. Yeah. So, so then, but recently, Gina, your mom asked you to come visit them in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think you haven't been to visit them recent in a long time and they come to visit you all the time. So like, where are you at with that? Are you going to go? I am going to go. I, so, um, my dad is having, as of today, um, tomorrow morning at 10 AM Midwest time, he's having a biopsy on a spot in his lung and that is going to dictate the next several months of my life and what I'm going to be doing in regards to getting my child um, as much time there as possible. So I'm all talk until something happens and then I will be, I'll have to get a frequent flyer card somewhere. So then in, in, in what Amandine was talking about, like, I mean, you were, potentially up against the same the situation that that she has like been thinking about this this idea of like taking Mm -hmm. care of your parents like where where do you where do you fall in that regard 
no, well, great question. Um, so I've mentioned this before. Danny's dad, unfortunately, passed away um, about a month before we got married. And it has made me incredibly open. And I'm willing to ask anyone over a certain age, do you have plans for your death? Because if you don't, you are going to royally screw your family. Right. Um, and that is incredibly important. So when Danny's um, dad was sick, I was very adamant with my parents. I was like, tell me about your money situation. What do you got going on? What are our plans? Um, but my, you know, my, they're, they're still in their late sixties. So. Yeah. But if, if you, if, you know, one of your parents gets sick or has an accident or something, let's say they're bedridden or they need treatment or something like that. Do you see yourself relocating to help them or just jumping on the plane more often to help them? I would, or... I would not be relocating for yeah. an illness that's, yeah. um, I'm in a financial situation where I don't have to, um, yeah. if, if it was, let me see, because I'm not in a situation where I can't afford it. It, it will, right. you know, things are expensive and eventually it'll make, it, you know, things always make everyone pause no matter right. what situation they're in. But like, I am, I'm definitely willing to spend the money to go for a week once a month. Right. Yeah. yeah. I am definitely. Cause that is, that would be more, that would be better for my family yeah. rather family. than, yeah, exactly. Rather than uprooting all three of us and going to Missouri for six yeah. months. Like that would be much exactly. more detrimental to my family uh, yeah. than it would be helpful. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between, you know, being away from home, you know, within 12 hours or within 24 hours uh, mm -hmm. and within, Absolutely. you know, $400 or within $1,200, you know, something like that. Um, I think that that definitely makes a big difference. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. What's, um, <clears throat> like, what made you decide to move to, to Portland, Gina? Oh, my friend, Katie, my friend, Katie lived here and mm -hmm. Uh, she said, you're like, like, I need a place. And, uh, I know a person in this town. I mean, kind of that <laughs> le like legitimately, I was like, I didn't like my boyfriend, didn't like my job. Um, and I quit both within like three weeks. I was like, I'm done with you and I'm done with you. And prior to quitting my job, I had cleared it with Katie. I was like, Hey, can I like <laughs> hang out with you for like a month? And she's like, yeah, come on out. So, I mean, I really, I hit the ground running. I was a woman with a plan. I had things I wanted to accomplish when I got, got out here, but. Um, yeah. You had a five-year plan. You executed. I, did. I executed, executed on that five-year five plan. <laughs> I made it, made awesome. it happen. Yeah. I, I, for me, like what's been funny, I was thinking about like, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, does Portland feel like home? Does America feel like home? Does France feel like home? Like, you know, as we're talking about what home is, um, I've never been like extremely proud to be French. Like it's never been like, I'm more proud to be like half Italian because that culture was way more per like um, present almost in my upbringing mm -hmm. because my, 
you know, my dad is Italian and then my nanny who took care of me all the time because my both my parents were working uh, was also Italian. And so, and I lived in France. So like the Italian culture was just something different. <coughs> so, but now I like don't feel American, but I do feel Pacific Northwestern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say Pacific Northwestern? <laughs> I guess so. That's, a, that's perfect. So, like, when I come, when I go to France, I was going to say when I come home, when I go to France, they call me the American. And when I'm here, my main identity is French. Like, people see me as the French person. It always makes me think of, like, the, the um, immigrant population in France is like rejected both by like their home country or where they came from and by the French culture. They're like, mm. no, you're not Moroccan anymore. You left. And then you're not French enough. You know, you don't belong here kind of thing. I mean, to be completely honest, that's exactly how I feel being in Seattle. <laughs> Everyone will look at yeah. me and be like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're from California and like, you will never <laughs> be one of us. And I'm like, you know, quite frankly, I didn't really want to be one of you but <laughs> thanks for excluding me all mm. the same <laughs> but I love like the values here align so much more with who I am like you know at my core and who I've always been than than you know some of the values in France so um and for some that's not true right like talking about abortion for example in France everybody's like what is going on in America like like, same you know, same bro we are yeah. also worried yeah, about yeah, what's yeah. going on in america <laughs> yeah so um you know but it's, it's interesting so it almost feels like i have two homes but i don't know that i could see myself living in france again you know oh yeah absolutely like absolutely this... not i would not live in missouri again yeah i mean this this is actually really interesting because my 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 dad lives in the same town with which i grew up in i i knew from from the longest period of time or from the earliest period of time that i did not want to be in the town that i grew up in i i have some nostalgia around it and like going back to it and right. it's kind of fun to like see it again but there's there was no part of me really that ever wanted to like live there or like raise a family because i never really felt like I belong there mm. I always felt I, I always felt like my place was someplace else yeah. but I've also never felt like I ever really belonged in Seattle either ever in the whatever 15 years I've lived here and if I had to think about like a place that I that I did feel the most at home it would probably be San Diego which is the shortest period of time <laughs> I ever lived anywhere well you've actually and talked about entirely... moving back down there right oh yeah I, I mean I it's like a it's like a pipe it's always been a dream of mine to move back to San Diego and I I always wonder if part of it is the fact that I fa found myself mm -hmm. in a in like that was the place I first figured out who I was like mm. the, the first place that essentially allowed me to be who I wanted to be yeah um I'm also not entirely convinced that it wasn't 
just the fact that I was high all the time that really made me feel at <laughs> home. But that's Jenny, if you I want, mean, you how live in Seattle, you? you can start smoking nonstop if you want. And yeah, figure that out. <laughs> I actually stopped smoking when I moved to Seattle because I like it is not appealing to me to smoke pot in my home while I'm cold. I want to like be out on the beach. And, you like, really got to get you one of those sauna blankets. That's you know what? That's the next gift I give I think you I is going to be a sauna blanket. No, you know, I think I just need, um, I think I just need a hot tub like Connie. I think I just need oh, someplace God, I, I can go sit in naked every evening that's like warm and bubbly and the sound of water. See, Connie's you know, really got it made. She lives near her daughter. Yeah. She can hang yeah. out with her grandchild whenever she wants. Her daughter comes and cleans her hot tub. I should have had a daughter. Maybe that's the, my son is lovely. I, do, but... I don't think that's it. No. no, you don't think, but uh, I, I, this idea of like feeling where you're at home, like where do you most feel at home? Yeah. Like I, I could say if I described home as like a, um, like my family or community, like that has obviously been like Daniel and, right. and all my friends that I have here have felt the closest to home that I've ever had right. in terms of people. But if I talked about place, like I, I don't, think that Seattle has ever felt that way to me. And I don't feel like Jackson, the town I grew up in, had ever really felt that way to me. And those are the two places I lived in the longest. Yeah. It's hard, like, so I grew up in the French Alps. So, like, it's obviously gorgeous. Um, <laughs> Ob- obviously gorgeous. But, you know, there's a lot of pollution. There's a lot of, like, industrial activity. There's a lot of things that are you know, uh, it's tough to live there. It's very expensive. Um, and whenever I visit, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I could live here and see all those mountains every day. Right. And be beautiful and, you know, raise Octavia kind of in the same fashion that I was raised. And, um, but, you know, I'd have more of the influence of my parents <laughs> and I just had this experience of it this week if I can tell a small story about my mom she's so yes, please do please do I had this really bad experience with a couple dogs a couple weeks oh, ago yes very scary experience and I told my parents about it this weekend which I don't know why I told them because I shouldn't have and my mom is extremely concerned about it <laughs> she was like she we talked about it she had questions and then she's been texting me she's been like why do you think they did that? Like, did you like contact the trainer you were working with with Shadow? Like, did you ask them? I was like, no. Like, I think they were just well, so. You know, being so dogs. tell tell the story about the dogs because this is like this was like your your regular neighborhood and you were just right outside your house, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just on my block basically. Like, I have a pretty big, you know, like on my block of where all the houses are. Like, it's it's uh on the like opposite corner of where I live this house has pit bulls and I think now they have like four I don't know how many and I love all dogs and I love pit bulls but like these pit bulls are not trained they're not you know fenced in properly and so they're always roaming around and they don't have colors or anything and so I was walking around without my dog and without my daughter fortunately and I kind of got cornered by these dogs who wouldn't let me move at all like they just were barking at me jumping on me not letting me take a step basically 
fortunately my neighbor you know drove by and picked me up in their car and like drove me home and so I had to call animal control and then a week later these same dogs were like attacking like like or having the same behavior with my neighbor across across the street um and animal control has has like a file on this property and on these dogs and so um yeah, so I mean, it was like a fair. It was a fairly scary situation. Like, oh, it was the scariest situation I've been in. I mean, bananas. you know, like actual, real, no control danger. Like, I've been in scary mountaineering situation, but like, I put myself there. Like, that was like, <laughs> you know, like this was like, no, this was like, I could lose a hand. Like, two big yeah. pit bulls jumping on me and barking at me very aggressively, and mm-hmm. so, like, I now carry pepper spray with me um it, we have it on our dog's leash um i have it on my keys i've never feared for my life from another human being but i literally feared for my safety from these dogs and i'm mad about it because it's not their fault they're just doing what their instincts are telling them to do um so i tell my parents the whole story and my my parents are not very dog they're not dog people they're not used to dogs so they don't really understand the the subtlety if you will of you know dog behavior and things like that so I was trying to explain to them the best I could and then my mom has been texting me she was like you know you should like rehearse with Matt of like if something like that happens again like who you should call and like you know prepare yourself to like use the spray and like you should never go on walks without shadow and all these things and I'm like okay like I basically said thank you and that's it you know but to come back to our conversation that is what I would have daily that is what I used to have daily of like that's the way my mom behaves with us she just tells us what she thinks the best thing to do is at all times if we don't do it fast enough she'll do it for us kind of situation will she come do my taxes if I ask her because I do not want to do them so um which is why, you know, like my brother being so close to my parents, he's never really like outgrown that situation because he's just helicoptered by my mom, you know. Um, and and so like I would love to like live in that nature world of being in the Alps, skiing every weekend, you know, hiking every weekend on the summer, being closer to my family, etc. But like I could not this behavior would just not work and I don't know that I could safely and lovingly put enough boundaries for you know it would be a lot of work basically like the distance allows me to like just humor post you know (laughs) just to coast (laughs) exactly yeah yeah exactly Jenny Jenny you had an instance where you had to rush home a couple years ago do you want to talk about that because I have questions about that yeah, uh, well, I mean, you could, you guys were talking about like the what ifs of mm-hmm. a parent getting sick, but I actually had it happen, yeah. which uh, was that my dad was in a really bad uh, accident. He fell off a horse, um, cracked his skull and got a, a um, brain injury uh, in 2019. This yeah, it was right before COVID. So in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was in the hospital for many months. Um, we couldn't really do anything at that time. And uh, honestly, it wasn't 
helpful for us to even be around him because he couldn't remember who he was or like where he was or what was happening because he didn't know that it was still 1984 which is hilarious because my brother went to visit him and my brother hadn't been born yet and he was like who are you (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine getting to time above and beyond the the terror that that is a traumatic brain injury can you imagine getting to relive a time in your life that sounds glorious and terrified. I yeah, I think he I think he he did I think he like teleported himself back to happier <laughs> times. I I right. think my dad still kind of just lives in 1984. He just right. pretends that like the world is what he wants it to be, but um he yeah, so he uh had pretty um pretty severe uh, injury. So he was in the hospital for a long time and then my brother and I who are both in the medical field kind of managed stuff from afar because there was not a whole lot of point of us being there my dad my brother lives a couple hours away from my dad and he would go visit him every once in a while but it was like not necessarily yeah he was um, taken care of and he didn't really need emotional support from yeah because he yeah he was he was in the hospital (laughs) although my dad's partner is like just not like the most capable of kind of managing that sort of uh, emotional support so we were kind of doing that from afar which was challenging uh when he was released from the hospital i went down to california for two weeks to help the transition uh into home which was the most challenging thing uh mostly because he i mean he at that point could like remember who he was and what he was doing but he had still forgotten a lot of stuff and he couldn't walk like he had lost part of the ability to use uh, his right leg he um could only do like mental tasks for like five to ten minutes Mm. at a time yeah so we had to go through and then uh, two kind of gina what you were talking about this like going through like hey by the way what what if something like what are your plans do you have a will do you have a like living will like where's your money and who can get a hold of of those question yeah uh, we had to have a lot of those serious conversations later when he actually gained most of his consciousness. But yeah, so, it, you know, the short of it was that I did spend approximately two weeks at his house taking care of him, which is was the one of the most exhausting two weeks of my life. Like, And you went with your morning... child and your partner. No, no, no. I went by myself and then they came down at the, yeah, I went by my, yeah, there's no way there was absolutely no way they could have been there that's like taking care of like an adult-sized toddler oh yeah it was like it was like a routine like every morning I had to get up and help him like put his clothes on um I had to help him with breakfast I he had he had a, a bunch of therapists come to the house on a daily basis so we had to like I had to track everything write it all down practice it with him review it with him like help him make help him eat help him walk help him all these things and um it was spoiler alert he's okay now spoiler alert he is uh well yes he is okay i i would say you know we keep finding and we can joke about it now because yes he he is for the most part okay um and my dad is young you know he is Uh only 60 he turned 60 last year so he's very very young yeah and um you know I we do make we do make jokes with him though because he uh, will do things like he's like I'm totally fine you know I'm totally fine I have my checkup and 
it's cool. You know, I did have some problems. Like I couldn't walk backwards, but you know, other than that, I'm like totally fine. We're just like, I have a three-year-old like, and I'm going to tell you walking backwards <laughs> is very important to them. Yeah. My so, one-year-old yeah. can walk backwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'd be like, you couldn't walk backwards. And he'd be like, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's like not a big deal. Like they just asked me to walk backwards and I just walked forwards. So I just figured, you know, it's okay. <laughs> The, la- the rest just, of like, his part- life is only going to be in drive. No reverse. Yeah, just, yeah. No yeah, reverse, exactly. just just forward <laughs> forward motion. No going back <laughs> at all. Um, which actually is that very apt metaphor for my dad at this point in his life. So <laughs> like, it was pretty wild. And I had to think about, you know, like what would I, what would I do or how would I do it? Because I had to do parts of it. And, and my brother and I had some conversations about like what would, ultimately happened which was like we are pulling our money and putting our parents in a home because I don't know either of us has the capacity to uh to do that on a regular basis yeah so yeah it's pretty wild yeah and and you know to your guys's to your guys's point like you know you can't if you have like a family and kids like there's no how how could you do that it's super challenging yeah like I, I, there's no way that Darius could have been there. He was one, like the two days that they spent there was so stressful with just having a one-year-old. I, my dad was more work than my one-year-old was. Yeah, of course. Was what it came down uh, to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. <sighs> yeah. Moral of the story is don't get old and don't ride horses. No, the moral of the story is just wear a freaking helmet when you ride a horse. Ooh, yeah. Like, oh, yes. Always wear be- a helmet. Seriously, like I don't know why people who ride horses don't wear helmets on a regular basis. Like or people who I, ski don't wear helmets. Yeah. It's becoming actually super common now though. Pretty much yeah. everyone on the mountain wears yeah. helmets. Isn't now, that how a couple of so Kennedys smart. died by skiing without helmets? Yeah, lots of people died, like Sonny Bono <laughs> or whatever, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Sonny Bono. Not a Ke- well, maybe a Kennedy. I think there was a Kennedy in there. Yeah, there's probably like three Kennedys who died <laughs> skiing. I mean, that's what yeah, happens I when have, you're rich. So, um, you ski. Yeah. So, so would you guys, would you go back? Like, would, would, is there any part of you that like wants to? (laughs) I I mean, to be fair, I could buy like an entire half of a town someplace for what I would spend on the house here now. Exactly. Um, when I traveled to Arkansas, the, for work, why did you go to Arkansas for work? The houses that, because Walmart is based there. And but yeah. the houses that I saw there were humongous, hmm. humongous, with huge acreage, and they was probably you know the price of my house here, you know my little ranch house, you know. Um, for me, like I would have to be in a city, like in a big city, and it would have to be in international. So I could go back to Europe. I could move to Amsterdam. I could move to London. I could move to Geneva, uh, Madrid, Barcelona. You know, well, yeah, like I'll that. go with you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds nice. I would probably live in all those cities too. <laughs> um, the thing is, my I did marry someone who's very um, likes his habits and likes uh. things to be constant and stable, and so he's not as adventure driven um and you know it'd be really hard for for him to um 
you know, get derooted from here. Um, so probably not going to happen. But I ask yeah, Danny I all the time. The I'm like, please, please just apply to the European office. Just see, because I would <laughs> love to table flip on my life and just go be like a stay at home European mom, please. Please. I mean, when your kids are young, like it's the best time to go. Yeah, you know? because he doesn't know that his life's turned upside down. Okay. Well, okay. So here, here's my big question. Here's my big question for you though. And something I thought a lot about, especially after listening to the, our previous podcast, if you were to say like, fuck, no, I never go back. Like, I love the decisions that I made. Mm -hmm. Now that we all have children, if your child said and did that, fucking dare you how dare <laughs> how you would you make it about <laughs> no rude oh i how, think about this a lot how would actually. you how, yeah i know how would how would you feel tell so me here's the thing here's the thing think. okay so here i have some thoughts and here's what here's what my and, and like what are your i want to know what your expectations are around around what your children will decide to do yes so one of the things about the way i live my life now it is very much exactly how I wanted to live my life when I was a child my as a young child we were out in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> my parents didn't live move to a moderately sized city until I was like in sixth or seventh grade and even then it was like still very small so I always wanted to be in a metropolitan area that had a bus <laughs> that could take me any place I wanted to go so like that for me as a child would have been amazing to be able to just get on a bus and go and explore the city and do things. Um, and I did not have that. Um, I think there were like four buses in the entire city. I don't know. Anyway, I, my parents lived their life the way they wanted to very much the way they wanted to. And with, and I, my entire life from a very young age, I wanted to not live my life that way. And I told them that. So they had a lot of time to know that this was going to happen. Right. I just hope that for myself and for Danny, we are listening when Theo tells us how he wants to live so that he can see other options. That's interesting. I, I've never thought about what I wanted as a child. Like I, I think I was content with what I had as a child, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I think for me, like, I mean, granted, she's still very young, right? So she's still one. So, you know, I I, pro I haven't had a lot of those thoughts yet. But I like the idea of, like, the grandma who moves closer to, you know, oh, yeah. whoever. Uh granted you know um it would mean you know completely uprooting the network that you built your whole life like just moving like just you know like that's a lot you know um but for me like I would just want her to be happy and um yeah I just want her to be happy so I mean if it's really really far like that suck <laughs> you know I mean it sucks like because I have the I think what I would do is really take us through the thought process that I did not have of like, 
what kind of life do you want to have? If you decide to have a family, what kind of life do you want those people to have with you? Because um, I didn't have those thoughts when I was 20 something. And I don't think my parents, my parents didn't approve of me getting married so young. <coughs> but they did not voice those questions well enough for me to have those thoughts. They just said, you know, we don't approve you know we still love you and but we don't think it's a good idea they didn't think about you know they didn't articulate those questions to help me make that decision well why would they articulate the questions when they didn't want you to think about the answers (laughs) you know if they were just like we want you to stay here and like be with us and like do these things why would they suggest that there are any other options well but how do you you know if somebody is taking a decision how do you you know help them make a different decision you try to help you know them change the way they're thinking so like you know they should have you know in a sense like now as a you know 35 year old I understand like if somebody who's 20 something would get married you know around me like the receptionist I'd be like (laughs) if I was close to them I'd be like okay here are some of the questions that I wish I had asked myself before getting married you know and that would probably come out as super patronizing, but that's just how it is. <laughs> do you think your babies will leave you, Jenny? Or do you think your babies will stay with you forever? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm I'm open to the I'm open to both possibilities. <laughs> I say that if I had a, a preference, I want to adopt the pseudostal method, which is ultimately, you know, to have your children move to a bunch of wildly different places and then spend your entire retirement just hop, skipping and jumping around <laughs> and visiting everybody. <laughs> she does really like, get to really enjoy the entire United States. Oh my God. Yeah. She's traveling all the time. And honestly, that would be my preference. I would want to just travel all the time, but, but you know, like never works out the way you want. So chances are good that my kids will be living in the ADU in our backyard because they can't afford to live anywhere else. And I'll be like, God damn it. Get out of my fucking house. Go live somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah. ADUs for kids and multi multi multi-generational living is on the rise. Well, we, I mean, we talked about that, how like developers Uh now are starting to plan out, like when they build houses that they build additional units in there because they're expecting that children will not be able to buy their own homes. So they'll be living with their parents for much longer than they are now. So I don't know. I, I, I think that I, I would probably have a harder time with my kids wanting to continue to live with me than I would with them leaving, but I don't, um, I don't know. I I kind of agree with you guys in that, like, as long as they're happy and I feel like relatively well adjusted, I think the one thing that would bother me is if they like were just bumming it in my backyard and not doing anything at all. That would be the (laughs) the bother to me. Well, and I think like, yeah, I think like happy, well adjusted. I think, I think you're right. And and I, I think there's like, you know, who you want to be, like who you're presenting to your child and then the feelings that you have that are not their responsibility, which we know now with all this gentle Fair parenting point. that we're doing. So, you know, like I can we, I cannot wait. I cannot wait until we get older and like our the next generations 
like pick apart all the gentle parenting that we have worked yeah. so hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be great. We're going to be, gonna like, be brutal. I'm I'll like, be... are, you, are you saying I could have just been yelling at you all this whole time? It's what yeah. I wanted to do anyway. <laughs> we really wish mom that you would have just been straightforward with us and told us exactly what you were thinking and feeling, feeling. instead of trying to tell us what you thought we should be feeling or how we were feeling or like give us open-ended fucking questions yeah. i'm yeah, angry at how accurate that me, sounds yeah i wish you have not given me a choice on every decision of my life i just wish you would have made decisions for me because that is not how it works in life and you just Same, broke bro. me and i'm just frustrated all the time because i don't have choices <laughs> Okay. True. You know what? Actually, as many choices as we give these kids, the reality is you're not going to have that many. No. No. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. I, you know, I just, I want my kid to, sorry, I'm still stuck on the, what do I hope for him? So I, my parents were so, I never felt enthusiasm from them about my excitement about living in the city. Like, like going and doing. And I always thought I'd be so, I mean, I I am cool, damn it. But I always thought I'd be so cool and live in a city and like have my cute condo and blah, blah, blah. And so they were like, just so like, mm, like they were like, okay, yeah, if that's what you want to do. But they, you could tell they were just like, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't want them to think, I don't want Theo to think that. I want Theo to know that when he says, I want to live on a farm with chickens. And I say, that <laughs> I was going to say sounds- on a farm with chickens and goats. But I was like, you know what? I did that when I was a kid and that might be fun. Why don't you go try that? Make sure you don't spend all your money. Yeah. However, I would like to say aren't freeloading. Freeloading. Make sure those are laying those bitches are laying eggs. Make sure you get yourself a deep freezer for your cow. I mean, I am stoked about someone living that I know living off the land. Mostly because then (laughs) when the apocalypse happens, I have someplace to stay. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And you you can at least teach him how to slaughter and defeather all of the chickens. So yeah, yeah. I do know mm-hmm. how to do that. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna? Are any of your chickens getting ready to be slaughtered, or are they all are they all still making eggs? They're not. No, they're they're not the type of chickens that you would eat anyway. I mean, if you slaughtered them. I mean, we could, if you Why? stew it long enough that's well yeah that's the problem is that you'd have to stew them because they are the chickens i have are layers they're not um feeders and so wet but they lay for a really long time like i mean i have a chicken that's like six years old that still lays and so that's what my grandma did but like she like when she killed them like she would just yeah cook them for a really long time i mean yeah you can make like stock and stuff out of them so i suppose we could do that but there there's not much meat on there by that time and right well you could make gallons seems of like stock. A lot of, seems like a lot of work for chicken stock <laughs> well and then you look like a crazy witch in your backyard like boiling this giant vat of water <laughs> to like dip yeah. these wet chickens in and then well, you put them also, in another pot to cook them like this is none of this is gonna look good for okay, you subs- subsequently all of our chickens have either died by horrific raccoon deaths yeah or heart attack and it's kind of one of those things where like you either walk out there and they're complete yeah they're completely dismembered 
or you walk out there and it's been sitting out there dead for a day. So (laughs) how many eggs are you getting right now? Are you like, are you just like a big egg dealer? Like saving all this money on eggs? Oh, because there's an egg shortage. No, actually, well, is it a shortage? I just thought they were expensive. Well, they were, they started going up in price because they were anticipating an egg. I just learned about this recently because we went to Costco and there were no eggs. What? And we went to the store and there were no eggs. And what they said was that there's an egg shortage because the demand finally caught up with the supply from the avian flu. Yeah. And so um, the price of eggs was going up and up and up. And then they essentially just like ran out of eggs. The answer to your question is no, my chickens are not laying right now because it's the middle of winter. Yeah. But I just this weekend, because there's an egg shortage, put a light out in their coop so that I'm hoping they'll start laying so that we have eggs because we haven't had any for like a week. Yeah, my parents got a couple hens and um, they haven't laid any eggs for a month and a half. Like they, they haven't had, they haven't laid any eggs at all since they got them. So my mom keep saying that she's going to butcher them. So we'll see. <laughs> Wait, how, how old are they? She should, I don't know. I don't she know. She should you give know, them a light at least. On a farm. On a farm yeah, you with, could... Surrounded by hens. So I was like, don't you think they're like missing anything? She said, no, no, we're giving them all the things. Like they don't even eat our kitchen scraps. They only eat the like pellets things. Like they're so expensive. And like, we're just going to cook them. And my dad is like, give them some time. It's cold out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's generally like a, like a two month period where even yeah, like, like heavy. Yeah. There's where like, if you don't have a lamp or a heat source for them, there's like yeah. a two month period where they just won't lay at all. Yeah. Like I, we have really heavy layers and probably like end of february they kind of stop the end of december and then end of february they'll start laying again if we don't do anything but is it is it light or is it heat it's light it's the light they need and especially like at northern latitudes um they really just stop laying because it's so dark it gets dark at four and it gets the sun comes up at eight so yeah, so it's just that it, they they don't necessarily need the heat; they just need the light. But okay, I'll I'll keep you guys updated. So if you need eggs uh, and I can get them to lay, you know where to find me. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I do love well, the left awesome... turn we took into chickens. It's all good. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a good conversation. It got got me thinking about um, you know, it's I, I haven't really thought much about home. I don't necessarily always like thinking about my home for many different reasons but I uh appreciated this conversation because it helped me put into perspective some things that are actually pretty decent pretty decent things and we all deal with it so it's it's nice to have that perspective yeah yeah I agree I think I'm always dumbfounded by my husband because we live so close to his parents and I'm always the one reaching out to them and like organizing to see them and things like that. Because he's a son. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think that's true. Uh, But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm very grateful that my parents have the means to travel and come see us or help us financially to come see them or things like that. Because I think that if that wasn't the case and if we weren't, privilege like that the conversation would be very different you know I'm so, I'm so jealous that your parents come to visit you 
like we have to go well, we have to go to visit them i my family I mean, we has do to travel we do to visit my family well if they don't come here right like we we plan trips and we go travel together mm, so yeah. you know they came here when when octavia was born but um your, your parents are like if we're gonna make a trip <laughs> If we're going yeah, to make a trip, we're not going to Portland. Uh, we're all yeah. going someplace nice together. <laughs> so like get on a yeah, plane. That is a legit, we're going on that vacation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we're going to Hawaii this February, March. Oh, so stop. Get out. Sounds amazing. My brother and his partner as well. We had done an East Coast trip. And then the next one, I think it's either going to be like Colorado Mountain something you're gonna take like people the from the Alps like, to Colorado. Well, I see us. Well, they want to like you know see other mountains because they know mountains, you know. So you know, yeah. uh, but they want to get down with like, the people on, in Colorado. Like, horses, like Wisconsin. Like I see us like brought back mountain. That's what I want. Like that's not Wisconsin. Yeah, that's not Wisconsin. That's like <laughs> you're gonna... Wyoming, and I don't Wyoming, advise Wyoming. you go. I don't advise Wyoming. you go to Wyoming. Yeah, yeah that's with the you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, this, um, uh... and then we also want to do louisiana texas florida because they've never done that that area so oh god okay. um, i mean we'll, we'll 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 have a separate conversation about this we'll give you some better <laughs> suggestions i mean we're gonna gone take to, french I've, people I've to, to florida oh my god i've gone to all three of those of those uh states and i and i liked it so you know but you gotta go in the winter when it's like you know comfortable nice to go yeah exactly. oh my god can you imagine taking your parents to louisiana in <laughs> august they go like they're oh. they're poor they just like melt into like <laughs> little french puddles <laughs> oh man that 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 would be hilarious i'd pay i'd pay money to see that <laughs> well i know i i really appreciated that conversation too and you guys' perspective on home and I really look up to you guys as like you and some of our other friends who have kids, you were like kind of the foot, the, the, um, the uh, blueprint of like me projecting on how I'm going to have a family here because like, I did not have that example at all growing up. So like, I was like, okay, they, they're doing it. I can do it. You know, <laughs> I see how they're doing it. I can do it. So there Just you go. don't, don't blame us if we uh, fuck up so hard that uh, you're like, you're like, you get way older and Octavia's like, she's like, well, I had these like American friends that gave led by an example. That was not great. And that's why my daughter turned out the way she is. <laughs> when she runs away to Geneva at 17, we'll know why. Yeah, moves, moves in with, I mean, in all fairness, like I will not stop calling your daughter Blood Raina because I love the fact that she was named after a character in a sci-fi show I love. <laughs> so, you know. Name. She goes if she goes on a killing spree, then don't blame me. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I love her no matter what. So there you go. Yeah. Oh my god. That's the most mom thing ever. You know, honey, I'll love you even if you do go on a murder spree. I'll come to jail to see you. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> it's the, it's the American way. Ooh, on that note. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's good to talk to you guys tonight. Uh, you too. Thank you so have much. A good, have a good rest of the night. And um, thanks everyone for listening to our podcast.
Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Very Real is produced in the grassroots studios of Jenny and Gina's homes in Seattle and Portland. If you love listening to our banter, please take some time to rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you happen to find us on. Your opinions make a difference to our small-time operations.